passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, podcast time on a Thursday as Eddie Scazzeri fills in one more time for Albert Hainsworth Duke. Sail down the Jersey Shore in a uh, monsoon, I think, right now because it is brutal down here uh, as we record this. Eddie, how are you? Hello, podcast people. Found a topic right up your alley. All right. Uh, the most pet-friendly cities to basically own pets and I guess what's good for the animal. United States only. Yes, United States only. I mean, unless you want to give me Guam, uh, this is U.S. only, or Toronto, I suppose. But no, this is just the United States. Okay. Any idea how, uh, let's do this, out of the top, let's see, out of the top 10, how many can you get? All right. Let's so take a guess here. Uh, okay. Is Portland on the list? Uh, Portland is not on the list. Oh, no, 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 that's number 10. Okay. Good job. Number 10. One for one. I'm going to go Seattle. Seattle's number nine. Are you just doing the list 10 through one? Is that what we're doing? Uh, I, I, no, not intentionally. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you get the next one, I'm going to claim BS. Okay. That, I'm, that I have Googled it. <laughs> yes. But I have not. You have no idea what we were doing. Uh, yes. and, okay. So, uh, Burlington? Burlington? No. Okay. And maybe not big enough city. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Uh, San Antonio. Not on the list. That's mm-hmm. a good guess. Not on the list. Although yeah. a place close to there is. That's two that's two whammies. You get one more. Okay. Uh Houston. Houston is not on the list. Austin, Texas is. That's okay. Enough. Austin, Texas on the list. I'll give you number one is uh where is it here? Scottsdale, Arizona is number mm-hmm. one. I was surprised. Orlando, Florida, number two. Mm, yeah. Tampa, Florida, number three. You got Austin four. Five would be the great city of Phoenix, Arizona. Las Vegas, number six. Seven is Atlanta. Eight is St. Louis. And then you hit nine and ten right off the bat with Seattle and Portland. Vegas surprises me. Yeah, it's oppressively hot there. In the yeah, summer. it is. And I, that's why the Florida one surprised me, too, because of the humidity in the summer. Like San Diego's 11. I would think San Diego's number one. Yeah, because it's just beautiful Mediterranean weather all year. Yeah, that's uh, rather surprising. I'm looking for Burlington, Vermont. Is that where Burlington yes. is? I got Colorado Springs in here. Uh, I'm not seeing like a, anywhere from a small state so far. I'm at Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, whatever. But I'm not seeing San Antonio. You said that. That came in 22nd. Okay. 
So that was another good guess from you. Lexington, Kentucky is in this is on this list at 24. Um, no Burlington though. I'm already down to like number Plano, Texas. That's interesting. And uh, did this uh, list come from uh, BringFido.com, which is a website I, I uh, frequent? Uh, I don't know. The ActiveTimes.com wrote the story. I don't know where they got the list from. That's a good question because I just was looking at the cities. How about Jersey City, New Jersey comes up 38th? That's surprising. In the country? Yeah. That is that is uh, shocking. How is that possible? Yeah. I, you know, I don't... You know, I we drive through, or we used to when Holland was... But I actually, on the way home, I drive through... And that's Jersey City. I know it's a terrible area in terms of walking and being a pedestrian, but well, I've never are, seen a dog on that mm, stretch from the Holland to the uh, covered roadway or the turnpike. And I just, I don't know why. I think I think decent weather when I think of a list like that, too. Yeah. And I guess, listen, some places on the list you know, are not great weather, but I don't know. That's surprising to me. I would think a place that's got sunshine a lot of days a year as opposed to harsh winters. Uh, would not be on that list, but it was. That was very interesting. Mm. Um, I thought very cool yesterday was not cool in a, like a sciencey sense, I guess, was the lightning strikes that were captured on film by the Statue of Liberty. Yes, very cool. Do you know anybody that's ever been struck by, struck by lightning? Because I also saw on the news today that two people in Queens were struck by lightning last night. I do not know anyone, nor do I know uh, of anybody's house. That has gotten hit. It's one of the more... So we were at the baseball field last night, and you know I had just gotten the field ready as the clouds were coming. And yeah, I kind of heard the rumble of thunder, but it was way out in the distance. And very quickly, we noticed the game on the other field. They started packing up, and the sun was still out. But behind me were the black clouds coming. And as I said, the, thunders were, the thunder was starting to roll a little bit. And they saw a big lightning strike, so they took the kids off immediately. And then we were still there for an hour, probably, because kids were still showing up and blah, 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 blah. And it's the one thing that just fascinates me. You never know where it's coming, what it's hitting, and the damage it can do. And it is. It's weird how some people are just so nonchalant about it. Like, there was a couple of guys there that were standing in a wide open space having a conversation like they hadn't seen each other in 30 years. And then there were those that were, like, rushing their kids into the car petrified. Yeah. That they were going to be struck by lightning. Really crazy stuff. I saw on the Weather Channel, I think two days ago, they had video... This happened a few weeks ago in Russia where uh, a young a youth soccer goalie was just out on the field by himself and his teammates were sort of clustered on the sidelines and they have video of him just getting struck by a lightning bolt and wow. he lived. He was okay. He was uh, okay? Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, in the immediate aftermath, I don't know if they had to... Uh, revive him if his heart stopped they didn't say any of that but then they you know showed him talking and he showed the little scar on his chest where he got struck but yeah he just was standing there one second and the next second he's on the ground and he was on one of those um newer turf fields with that have the uh you know the little um black rubber things in between all the fake grass blades yeah and so you see him standing and then you see a cloud of those little uh black Articles wow. on the ground as he's laying there. Well, that is some scary stuff. It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And it's the one thing, too. Like, I remember when we were young, you never had, there was never football delays. There really weren't. And now, you know, these last, I would say, because I've been a part of the Cowboys national broadcast for the last 10, 11 years, whatever it is now, it's amazing how many weather delays we've had. 
Mm-hmm. Even in the NFL, and it's always it's always lightning related. It's Correct. not thunder. It's not snow or blizzard. It is lightning, and it is. I would say we've probably had probably five of them in ten. Now that doesn't sound like a big number, but considering they were never you never had it to have five of them in the last ten years, pretty. And it's always what's funny is it always seems to happen in the preseason. And listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I am not caught up on every rookie that's in camp that's going to get a look in August. And so there's always that uneasy feeling when, you know, Michelle, my producer, gets in my headset and says, hey, um, we might have a weather delay. We'll probably throw it back to you in two minutes. You might have to hold it for about an hour. I'm like, oh, an hour. Like, oh, my what? God. Yeah. Oh, you got to hold it for until they put. Usually what we do is once the National Weather Service gives the all clear, that's when they will put the time on the clock to get the teams back out and for when kickoff will be. And so until there's, let's say, 20 minutes on the clock to where I would throw it back to the stadium to where we go through our normal routine again, or if we've gone through it already, they'll at least fill the 20 minutes. Like, it's up to me just to fill. And it's just me, myself, and I. And usually, no breaks. Like, talk. Right. And talk about the Cowboys and whoever they're playing. And, you know, it's one thing to talk about Dak Prescott in the season. That's fine. But you're in the middle of a preseason game. Like, you kind of should talk about – some of the kids are going to get a shot, and you just don't know a lot about them. And, and it's amazing how that happens. And do you know the rule? What is it? If there's a lightning strike within, what, six miles, and then you have to wait a half an hour after the last lightning strike? I know, yeah, I know for youth sports, it's a minimum 30-minute wait once lightning is seen. Hmm. So, like, last night we were debating, is this going to blow over or not? Um, we said, we'll wait till, we'll wait till 645 and then if it's still lightning out, we'll just get out of here because then all of a sudden you can't get on the field till 7.15. Now we're not starting till 7.40, which is not a big deal. But if it hasn't stopped, what are we waiting for? And the lightning just continued and continued. And finally, I think at 7.30 we left. And, um, and you know I'm a big college football watcher. And uh, usually in uh, September, uh, every week in September, say the first four or five weeks of the season, somewhere in the south, they are guaranteed to have a – lightning delay somewhere in the south yeah Every it happens week. all the time mm-hmm. it really does it's crazy last one for you we got to cut this a little short because we have our zoom meeting with our boss today mm. um al and i talk about this topic a lot um like weird homes would you buy them if they were quote-unquote ghosts uh you know, hotels where someone was murdered if you found out that happened in the room you were in would you be comfortable well this is a little different but in in nevada there is a hotel it's called the clown hotel and so a lot of people are freaked out by clowns. Mm-hmm. This features picture, uh, 2,000 pictures of clowns all over the hotel. And by the way, it doesn't exactly look like the Ritz-Carlton, as you can imagine. Yeah. And the motif in the room is clowns. And oh, by the way, it sits right next door to a cemetery. Mm, nothing. Could you stay there? Well, I mean, once, one night, probably. Vacation. Uh, that would be tough. Well, for me, uh, like I would consider, but my wife is uh, one of the clown phobia people, so that All would right, be. How about out. this? How about this? How about I'm trying to think who would be next in line? Let's see here Mike Flegelman, Bachelor Party, Clown Hotel. You hang out there for five nights going back and forth to the brothel. Uh, <laughs> kidding on the final, but the last part. Yeah, well, yeah, in that case, I'm in. You do, <laughs> then you'd go. Well, because theoretically I would be, uh, you know, just falling down drunk every night. So what the hell would I care? 
I got to tell you, the pictures of this place are pretty funny. It really is. Haunted. They actually put signs up that there are haunted clowns in the rooms. <laughs> it seems creepy. I got to be, I don't know if I could stay there. I don't, I, I might sleep in my car. Yeah. Well, at least I, I tried probably one night. I don't know. Yeah. And then it might get weird and then you'd have to be, uh, you know, looking for uh, different lodging. That is very true. How was Have you ever gone to Vegas? Uh, yes, only with uh, when we went out there for the fight. Oh, that's right. The one I didn't go to. Correct. That was my only. How long ago is that now? Oh gosh. Um. Wow. That's That's got to be four years years ago. Maybe six. I would say five years ago. I think Joseph was five. 2016. Is that possible? I don't think so. Uh, Yeah, it's possible. I would say 15. Okay. Would would be my guess. That's interesting. All right. Well, we got to go because we have a we have a Zoom meeting today. All righty. Uh, you have a great day. Thanks for doing this all week. Okay, my pleasure. And uh, the warm up show was an hour. Um, I'm not going to say anything. Just no. Nope. You say goodbye and okay. we'll move on. See you. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock Thursday morning, moving through the week. It is the warm-up show. Al continues to be off as he is now on the back nine of his vacation. So once again, joined, I believe, by Greg Giannotti. Are you there, sir? Oh, I am here, Jerry. He Are arrived. you there? Again, after I'm those here, man. Thunderstorms. My goodness. You know what's amazing about that is you go through the day and I I don't want to say I wasn't aware that we might get at you that there was a chance of rain, but I had no idea that the end of the world was coming. And so, you know, we had um, a friend of mine comes over. We went through our whole ec- exercise routine yesterday. It was beautiful. It was sunny. We were drenched. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to take a shower. I'm just going to jump in the pool because I'm going to go to the fields later. I'm going to take care of the f- uh, fields at 4 o'clock, and I'll shower after the game. And everything's fine. I go over there. It was still sunny out. I get the field. I mow the entire outfield, the infield. I get on the tractor. I drag the dirt. And all of a sudden, I'm like, was that? thunder now it's at this point it's only 5 30 our game is scheduled for seven there's another game starting momentarily and then all of a sudden the sky's getting darker and darker and then i started to see people respond on twitter you're screwed good luck it's a mess out there i'm like you gotta be kidding me and of course it's seven i think it was 703 lightning all over the place i mean what a waste of my time yeah terrible that's what i that's what i thought when i looked at the radar because I saw some of the responses. You tagged me in the tweet, so I looked at some of the responses, and I saw all these people talking about thunderstorms, and I looked at the radar. I said, there's just no shot. And then some incredible videos came out of yeah. yesterday's thunderstorms. You had the lightning, which looked like it was hitting directly the Statue of Liberty. I don't know if it was or saw not it. that someone captured. And then I don't know if it was the same guy was on the Ellis Island Ferry, and it looked like a tornado, a mini Oof. tornado had blown through right there as well so it was yeah it was intense man this is the time of year when you feel that humidity out there and you know that something like that could happen at any moment it could get a a little dicey so uh, so no games last night but and and you know what this freaking weather could cost us opening day with the yankees and nationals tonight too down in dc which would be the bummer of all bummers no 
Uh, no, it would be brutal because you've been sitting there waiting for it and waiting for it. And, you know, you're sitting there, you know, you look at the calendar. It's like, we made it. Like, here we are. This has been a brutal end of March, April nothing, May nothing, June nothing. And here we are at the end of July. We've gotten to this point, And it's bad enough the news, you know, Met fans got with Marcus Stroman earlier in the day. I mean, that's yeah. a, whatever. That's for another time. We'll get to that. But it's like, do we really need – Bad weather tonight. And I don't know, looking at the radar that I just saw on CBS a little while ago because they were talking about uh, opening day and everything, I don't. I, I think they might be able to play tonight down there. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like last night. But just the fact that we can't have a beautiful sunny day with everything we've gone through really stinks, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lock that it is going no. to be a washout. There, but there is. It's a, it looks like it's about a 50-50 chance. And, yeah, it would be very frustrating. I was thinking about we we've been able to get through this and i i don't like to complain about the fact that you know there hasn't been a lot of sports even though i tend to complain a lot about a lot of things but you know it's been it's been fun it's been different sometimes it's been challenging there's been days that have been very difficult to get through with some of the subject matter there's been days that have been difficult to get through because there's nothing some of the best days that we've had is when there's nothing to talk about so i mean we've had a little bit of everything in this stretch but i was excited for a Yankee game to talk about tomorrow morning because we haven't had that in a very long time and it does just change sort of the vibe of everything and it's not just so much being able to talk about it but it's also you know the listening audience getting to hear us talk about it and then interact with the fans about it which is something that we really haven't done so yeah and then I'm off for a week after that so I'd have to wait another week for that so I was really hoping that's why I was so thrilled to see Thursday be opening day so I could have Friday to talk about it and uh, that is now in jeopardy. Well, it's in jeopardy, but let's let's be positive. We'll be hopeful. The Yankees took the train down. They are ready to go. We got Cole. We got Scherzer. All of the uh, the game action on the fan should be fun. And then you do have, listen, the one thing you do know, and it's not like Yankees or Mets, I understand that, but there will be a game tonight because in California they will get uh, the Dodgers and Giants. And so one way or another, baseball will return tonight. And, you know, you mentioned the Dodgers. Uh, how about – and this is just this is just a, a fact of life. Some people win and some people don't. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Some people struggle, some people don't. How about Mookie Betts who turns down? And I remember when he said no thanks to I guess it was almost or maybe even a little more than three hundred million dollars from the Red Sox. Yeah. This guy ends up with more money. I mean, you talk about forget Charlie Sheen, Mookie Betts winning. That's incredible. Oh my God, he has signed. How about this number? or a year, rather, through 2032. Hmm. Right, which uh, doesn't seem like a lock either. Uh, 2032 <laughs> at this rate. Yeah, I would uh, I would say I was disappointed, uh, quite honestly. I was hoping my, my dream was, because I think Mookie Betts is, I mean, who doesn't think Mookie Betts is a great baseball player? Uh, but I was really hoping that Steve Cohen would own the Mets by next offseason and he would make a run yeah. at Mookie Betts. I wanted to see that. And, and that's a guy that I think is going to be money well spent. You never really know. Uh, but he is someone who is, if he stays healthy, which is the big caveat with these giant contracts, someone who I think is not going to be an albatross contract. So, yeah, it was, it was totally, you know, in, in this world, and I saw a lot of reaction of the MLB owners were crying poor and now look at this contract. Well, it's a little bit different with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are one of those teams that has an exorbitant amount of money they have done it the right way they are not going to be struggling they can withstand these things I didn't think there was a fair take yesterday when and I, I saw oh, I guess the owners aren't poor 
Well, the Dodgers sure as hell aren't poor. The Yankees like the Rays are not aren't going signing to him to a 12-year contract, right? <laughs> right. They weren't going to do that pre-coronavirus. They certainly aren't going to do it now. It's just different teams and different stratospheres, and the Dodgers got it done. And I think they were smart to, uh, to get this taken care of now as opposed to heading into this 60-game season with that looming over the head of Mookie Betts and the franchise. And you just want to lock a guy like that up as soon as possible, and they were able to do it in difficult circumstances. Wouldn't you love to know the finances of all these teams? And I, and I don't even know if I'd even understand what the hell I'm looking at, but like there was the one report that says the Packers, even without fans, I think are in line to make $250 million or something yeah. like that this year based on all the different revenues, whether it's TV and everything else that they have coming in um, on the books every year. You've got the Dodgers, who ownership just has a lot of money, but I would love to see like where it all comes from on a team-to-team basis to really have a complete understanding of what teams can do. I mean, listen, the Mets are loaded. They signed Juan Lagares yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just I'm fascinated by league-to-league and team-to-team other than what we just think we know, I'd love to actually, and just like the players, want to know, open the books. We'd love to see it. It'd be very interesting to see how rich and how poor, and I use poor as a strange word there, but you get what I'm saying, that each team is. Because when you see deals like this, and then you see other teams like the Marlins and the Rays that do absolutely nothing, uh, I don't know. I'm very interested by all that because it's something that I don't think we can firmly grasp until we actually see it, and we probably never will. Yeah, I mean, what makes me feel like it is a very, very profitable business beyond what we can even understand, and the Wilpons are so confounding and confusing, and I have no idea what the hell is going on with them at any moment, but the flock of billionaires that started to circle over the dead carcass of the Wilpons ownership (laughs) of the Mets just let me know that this is somewhere where you can make money. I mean, it seemed like every other day, there was a billionaire that was either interested in the real estate around City Field or the Mets or both and SNY attached to it. And it just seemed like you know, this is an opportunity for guys who have a lot of money to make a whole bunch more money with a team that has not known to be raking it in or spending a lot of money. I mean, that's the interesting thing to me about it. I mean, I know the Wilpons have had some issues uh, with the Mets and Bernie Madoff and everything else. We can go back and talk about that, but... I mean, that that showed me that, you know, even in this current climate, you could make a lot of money with a pro baseball franchise if you do it right. And I guess that's to my point. So remember, there was the story a few weeks ago that says the Mets lose 50 something million dollars a year, like just on baseball. I'm not talking about SNY. I'm not talking about their real estate holdings, because now you're talking about and this is just business. Now you're separating your different entities from one another so that one doesn't take down the other. But if that's the case, like where does a report like that come from, that they lose $50 million a year? And if that's the case, why would people want to buy it? That's what I mean by wanting to see like the real numbers to have an idea of what the hell is going on. Because it really is. It's very confusing. But so be it. One other one on baseball before we take a break, because I have to mention your favorite person and Al's favorite person and everybody's favorite doctor. <laughs> so, so Dr. Fauci is going to throw out the first pitch tonight. Yeah. And uh, we haven't we really haven't seen much of him because I think he's been banned from the White House, <laughs> which is really funny when I he know. was there every day for how many months and weeks. And so, you know, I like the guy, but I do totally understand your guy's point that he's like Dr. Doom and gloom. And so, yeah, it was last night as I saw um, I forget where I was watching, but clearly I was home earlier than I anticipated. I came across one of the news networks and they see Dr. Fauci's face. Well, let me watch this. 
And, of course, he's talking about how, you know, this virus may not ever be eradicated like we might, like we first thought. <laughs> we might have to deal with it forever. <laughs> uh, and all I can no. think of is you two and Boomer now as the doom and gloom guys. Yeah. And, well, I mean, th- come on. Yeah, th- he does toss stuff like that out there. And, I, you know, there was a lot of people who are on Team Fauci that were angry when we were having fun with it that day and I was doing the voice. Well, he- here's the thing that people missed about this. And, and I have said this many times about Dr. Fauci. I am not, I I don't think he's trying to go out of his way to ruin our days. And I also don't think that he is wrong about these things. The issue is really that someone who is an epidemiologist, someone who is an infectious disease doctor, you know, this is the worst case scenario for someone like that who has been studying these things for their entire lives. And he also knows that if people don't take it seriously, then it can get to the point where it's gotten with all the deaths and and the spreading. So he wants to, when he has an opportunity to get in front of a camera, to let people know how serious it is, especially when people that he has around him in power maybe don't take it as seriously as they should. So that's one thing. So I appreciate that he does that. And then also on top of it, you know, doctors do this, and, and we've been, everybody's been to plenty of doctors in their lives. Doctors don't like to give you definitive answers because they don't know. And they don't want it's it's one percentages. It's one thing if it's a mailman says, hey, does that think that package is coming tomorrow? Yeah, sure. And it doesn't like there's really no (laughs) consequences. Right. But like, Doc, am I going to die tomorrow? You know, like uh, that's something that you need to be right about those things. So what he does is he answers these questions with, you know, conceivably, I can see possibly not possible, not really possible. And it's the the way that the questions are asked to him that he ends up answering in a certain way. And then the headlines then take it and yeah. put it out there. So, you know, one day he could he could be asked, you know, if these precautions are taken with football, can we have football? And he'll, he'll say, yes, I believe that <laughs> under that circumstance, football is conceivable. Right. And then someone will ask him. Wow, the cases are spiking in all these other states. How are we going to have football? If we continue like this and we don't stop the virus, then it is conceivable that there is no football. Then the headline, Fauci, no football, right? Yes. So it's really not fair how he is covered, but we have had some laughs about the fact that anytime somebody feels good, he comes in, stop feeling good, feel like crap, be negative, not positive. That's what it feels like. But it's not what he's doing. It really isn't. I, but I think that's headline writing to a T. And I also think that that's what we've discussed many times, you know, how we can just completely twist quotes to slant our story in any different way. I mean, you can take po- – and, and I'm guilty of it too because we do it in a way where we try to have fun with certain comments that guys make. Yeah. We're not trying to lead people to believe one thing or another. We're just trying sure. to laugh at them. Um, but when you write an article, I mean, you can take a lot of different quotes, leave out a few words, and make it appear a lot worse than it is. And tone is huge too. If you don't hear it, just seeing it doesn't – Yeah, there was one the other day. I'll have to think of it during the break. There was one the other day that I saw in um, in quotes. I'm like, oof, that is awful. And it was – oh, it was Freddie Freeman. Yeah. So the 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 headline from Freddie Freeman was, you know, I saw it on the crawl on one of the sports networks. You know, Freeman says, "Prayed, please don't take me." Okay, I saw that. So, oh my God! I mean, deathbed, brutal. And I'm not saying sure. he wasn't, 
But then you listen to the Zoom conference that he had where the quote came laughing from. During he the was quote. laughing through yeah. it. Right. I'm like, man, I'm, I had, a, I had an, a, an image of him basically sitting there about to die as he is saying this. And then you see what it was. And I, again, very difficult situation. He got through it all good, but he laughed his way through it. And I'm like, boy, I, I just felt like it was terribly misleading. And yeah. so that's unfortunately happens to Dr. Fauci, too. But that said, may never eradicate the virus. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. really. Yeah, may never. We could, but there's a chance that you never. But also the the other part of that is, you know, we could get to a point where the vaccine takes care of most of it. You know, there's a there's a point where we have drugs that will take care of it and won't be deadly any longer. Right. I mean, we haven't eradicated the flu. Like if someone said in 1918, like we're not going to ever eradicate the flu, people would be, oh, my God. And here we are in 2020 and people are still getting the flu and still dying from the flu. Right. But up to I mean, I'm not really scared of the flu. Um, right now in my life, I know some people are with where they are in their lives. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it sounds really bad. But if you really break it down and you listen in the context and whatever he said after that, you know, maybe it's not so bad. All right. We got to take our first break of the hour. It's the warm up show. When we come back, we've got some other things to discuss, including, I would think, an arousing video for Eddie Scazzarian. It's not what you're thinking. Trust me. It's not what you got to think about what Eddie likes in his life. And I'll explain when we come back. Plus, there was basketball last night. And forget the basketball itself. There were some interesting things. If you were watching it, uh, we can get to as well. And if you were hearing it, too. It's the warm up show until six with Boomer and Geo then on the fan. Alan Jerry now offering curbside delivery. All right, 25 after 5. I feel like I said that every day, but we take these breaks right in time. It is uh, Jerry and Greg in for Al on the warm-up show until 6 o'clock. A uh, couple of things for you. I teased something about Eddie going into the break. Yeah, I and think I know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, this is to me, and I'm not a space guy. I'm really not, but this is fascinating. They released 4 HD video of Mars. Did you see this? I did. So I. This am... is stunning to me. So okay, this is funny because you are not a space guy and you're fascinated by this. I am a space guy and I'm not fascinated by it because it's as boring a video as I've ever seen in my life. There's nothing yes, there. The images, it's... though, to me, I don't know why. It's it's like it looks exactly like. There are certain things that you kind of have uh, an idea in your mind what it looks like, and it never lives up to it. This yeah. is kind of exactly what I've expected, and now to see it, I don't know. It looks like looks like it could be Arizona. It's yeah. it's just very neat to me that how real it's not real how like Earth like it looks. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a desert. It's like you're right somewhere out there, New Mexico, Arizona. But I I don't know. I just didn't like. And I am totally, totally into all of this stuff. And I'm not someone who just totally, you know, poo-poos it when I, any Mars story comes up. I read most of them. I saw it. I saw it this morning. I watched it immediately. But there's, I mean, there's just nothing there to get excited about. I guess when you're someone, it's, I, I am interested to hear what Eddie has to say about it. If you're, if you're someone who has been interested in these things and you want to know what's out there and you think about all the other planets and then you see this, to me it just felt like a major letdown and i've seen lots of pictures uh of it of mars and have uh, been excited about those those first images but this to me was just this sort of the same thing there was nothing there that was very exciting i get i don't know i guess the the technology to me is incredible that we can take videos on mars and see it so clearly 
you know, I, I maybe there was I don't think running around or there was like a body of water or something or there was I mean, then I would have been like, wow, this is great. It's just I mean, it's a red dust everywhere. A couple craters and a lot of you know, craters. Uh, and a, and a mountain. I mean, it's a really boring place. I mean, it's like the the Kansas. Well, no one of lives the there. Solar solar system. Yeah, but I mean, no one lives on Jupiter. If you were able to put a a a camera down there, it'd be the craziest place place on Earth. Same thing with Saturn. If what you've learned about it. So I think that that that's basically. I don't know, Eddie. Were you excited about this or not? No, because like like oh. you said, there's not. You know, it's what we expected. Now, if I was a guy who got excited about technology and the fact that we can do it and how clear it is, yeah, okay, yes. But I expect those kind of advancements to progress and things get better and better and easier and easier. But we didn't see, like you said, we didn't see a little Martian insect, which would be phenomenal. That, or, yeah. Or right. any sort of uh, greenery or anything like that. So... Uh, I'm with you. The technology, yes, impressive, but it doesn't excite me like uh, if we saw like a little Martian cockroach. All right, rewind. 25 after 5 on the fan, and it was a boring no. video release yesterday of Mars. No one cares. We move on. <laughs> no, All right, I let's was gonna, move on. I was gonna, no, no, no. I was going to bring this up anyway because I, I was let down about it, and I wanted to hear Eddie's thoughts. So, no, I'm glad that you did, but I'm telling you, if we, Eddie is so right. If there was something that flew by there, or there was some some sort of water that or um or I guess, an artifact res- uh, in, uh, indicating a past civilization or oh something. My, I mean, I'd be doing backflips. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be one that, of the that, coolest things ever. That would yeah. be like a, a, a just a critical moment in the uh, history of humanity. Right. So I mean, that that's where the bar is. I think for people that are interested in these things. So when it's just like dust and holes, you're like, eh, okay. <laughs> How long does it take to get to Mars? That's an Months. Eddie question. I don't know. Months. Yeah. Months? Yes. I'm, I, I'm well, impressed it, by the technology. I'll also, say that. It, it depends on where it is in terms of, like, if our orbits are close. You know what oh, I'm saying? Lord. It could be long, a lot longer if it's way on the other side of the sun. And, you know, months was good. That was a good answer. Oh, months. <laughs> that, that was fine. No one else cares. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. All right, something that you are interested in, because we talked about this. This is how we started the week. If you go back to the uh, the shark attacking, was it a seal or a dolphin in LBI, uh, whatever dolphin, it was? dolphin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which clearly Boomer got confused with Long Beach, as we're now finding, not Long Beach Island, but whatever. Um, did you see the great white that was surrounding the boat in Cape Cod yesterday? No, I didn't, but that is a very typical scene up there. There's, they have a great got a white big problem. Oh, yeah, really? Cape Cod, yeah. Oh, yeah, for years now, they've had major issues. That's where they migrate in the summer when the waters get warmer they are they have been up there so if you watch shark week every year there is yeah there's there's cape cod stories and they, they've had shark attack issues up there yeah there it's they even traced it to their out off of montauk is where breeding grounds are for the great white sharks and then they they once they get big enough they migrate up to cape cod they don't hang around montauk and terrorize anybody they just they swim up there and they start feeding, and the seals that are there uh, provide the food, and the food chain just keeps going. But yeah, Cape Cod is is has been overrun by sharks over the last several years. It's crazy. And Jerry, I, tell you, uh, I was up there last May for yeah. a week's vacation up in the Cape Cod, and there are signs posted everywhere: "Watch your kids, watch your dogs." Really? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. At every well, beach you go to. Well, who wants to go to this Cape Cod then? I mean, it's a beautiful place, and <laughs> I know, I'm if you just want to stand there and <laughs> look, 
then that's great. <laughs> but yeah, but going in the people still go in the water. You know, and I'm someone I've told you before, like I, I never think about the sharks when I'm in the water, not around here at least. But if I were in Cape Cod, I would think about it because there's been multiple shark attacks. Cape Cod, Australia, uh, Hawaii. There's been places where sure. the sharks have been aggressive and have have bitten people, and Cape Cod is one of those places. Once again, I'll say what I said Monday. You know what I like? A nice pool. <laughs> even the, and I and I even mean that. Like the last three or four years, me and my wife have gone to China. We went to the Bahamas. We went to uh, Dominican Republic. We went to a, a few different islands the last few years. And as much as we love the beach, and we do, and we go in there, it's crystal clear. I mean, you can see at least what's under you. Um, the pools are spectacular. And then looking, and in a lot of cases, the pools have like that, that net, what is it called? The, when the water falls over, it looks like it's going into the oh, ocean. What's that called? Infinity pool. Infinity yeah, I mean, pool. it's good. The scenery is gorgeous. I love a good pool. Now, you also talk, because this is, this is you speaking, not me, about what's at the bottom of the ocean. We have no idea. Did yeah. you see the new sea cockroaches that they've discovered? <laughs> no, you you got all sorts of stuff for me this morning. Well, no, I have he, not seen a sea cockroach. I got to look this disgusting, up. Disgusting, dude. I mean, just yeah. gross. The reason why is because um, I would search different topics to try and, you know, make this a little different for the hour. And I know your expertise is the water. So yeah. when you put sharks in and um, just ocean, oh, you get wow. like the you see this thing, right? Yeah, it is horrifically intense. ugly. Where, where did they pull this out of? Well, that I don't know. Do I you mean, know? They, now I feel. Now, you know. I got to be honest. Now I feel like Al. I only read the first couple <laughs> paragraphs, and now uh, I see why he skims. <laughs> it, oh, in the oh, in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, anything, whatever. Anything is possible down there. If they pulled a merman out of the Indian Ocean, <laughs> I would not be surprised. It's there so was, vast. There was I mean, also a video earlier this week about what, like a tourist boat, and there were these huge humpback whales that got really close close to the boat that could have turned the boat over, and luckily they didn't. You've been on the ocean. Man, well, you go in the bay, right? Do you go in the ocean? No, I, I've been in the ocean. I saw a whale. Uh, it was last June, and I was very, very lucky to have seen it. So we were out there fishing. We were striped bass fishing, and a humpback whale was breaching, and it was one of the coolest things ever. And we got it at a safe distance because the, the captain had spotted it, and we got it a safe distance, and we, we sat there. I got video on, on my phone as well. I had to take the phone out. I'm not usually that guy, but sure. I had to. I, and what I try to do now, though, is this move where I'm recording it, but I'm still looking with my own eyes and not through the phone. So right. I try to capture it on the phone, but not just be focused on the phone so I can have the video, uh, but also have the memory of not seeing it through the cell phone. And uh, it's great. It was it was it was so cool. It was just one of those things that was uh, was tremendous. I love going out in the ocean. It's just a little, you know, it gets a little dicey. I don't have a big boat, so it has to be like the perfectly calm day. And this particular day, I wasn't on a, on a much larger boat. It's a thirty-four foot boat. It had three engines on it, so I and I wasn't driving it. So it was one of those days where we were just right out, right back in. But it is great when you go out there, man. It's very very cool. And the de- you look at your depth finder, and it says like. 74 feet down and Oof. i remember trying to get some some fluke some big ocean fluke one day and you you pulled up some squid and it was just it's i don't know stuff like that to me is as cool as it gets when you're sitting out there uh in the ocean and you can still see land when you can still see land because i know that that freaks you out as well uh and you're out in the ocean it's it a does. Nice calm day it's it's really really cool yeah i mean even and it's a cruise ship it's not a little boat but there is something that's really freaky about looking from all angles and seeing nothing just nothing but ocean like wow 
Like, where the hell are we? <laughs> like, it is amazing. Have you ever had, and I would imagine I'd keep this to the boat. I mean, there's certainly other parts of your life, I guess. But at least when you've been boating, have you ever had that oblique moment? Like, you might have just gone a little too far and you might have you might be in a lot of trouble? Mm, no, because I've never wanted to be in that situation. So Yeah, but sometimes you know, it just happens. I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't say that you do it on purpose. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the old bleep moment is something that I can't control because this is something that I was taught by my father who's been a pilot and a, and a very, very safe pilot, and I can't convince my wife of that because she thinks that every plane is going to crash. Okay. I, hate that. I hate that mentality. I can't right. stand that. Because she's oh, it's so dangerous. I'm, she, small planes, obviously, she takes commercial yep. jetliners, but she thinks every small plane's dangerous. Like it's not. It's just not. A lot of these things are pilot error. That's what it is. Or they took off in bad weather. And and my dad actually won a, a um, an aviation safety award by the FAA that came and gave it to him because wow. he was an instructor and everything else. He just knows what he's doing. So I was always taught like, you know, check this, check that, make sure. You know, this and that. Don't go. So with boating, I kind of apply all those things. But the one thing you cannot predict is fog and heavy fog. And there was one day where, I mean, it rolled in so bad out of nowhere. And I was trying to stay ahead of it. I saw it coming. I just I pinned it and tried to get back. But I was I was pretty far away. I was like a half hour away from my marina. And, I mean, it just engulfed me. And I had to stop and wait for it to pass, and I had to put lights on. I would hit the horn every now and again, hoping that you know someone would. I shut the engine off so I could hear everything. Wow! That, so you're hoping not is, to get hit, right? Because you, cause some some moron out there could not be safe, right? And could just be like, "Oh, this is awesome! I'm just going to pin it," and you have no idea because oh, you're not in control. You can't see a thing. You can't. I mean, you just got to use your your ears. So that was my old bleep moment. I never went too far or got worried about. Anything like that, but when you can't see That's scary. Uh, and you're out there, and I mean, I have the GPS, right? So the GPS could get me back, but I don't. I don't want the engine running, and I don't want to be moving because then I can't. Because you know, you could come up on somebody and and not hear them until it's too late. Yeah, so, sure. So I was like, well, I just got to let this pass, and then I'll I'll get back into it, the marina. That's really quite the conundrum. Do you try to slowly work your way back in through it, hoping not to hit something, or do you sit there and hope to not be a sitting duck? Yeah, I mean, I had nowhere to be that day, and I just texted home. I said, listen, I'm stuck in this fog. I'll be home when I can. I don't know how long it's going to take to pass, but I was like, I, don't, I, I wasn't going to risk it. Now, if I was with somebody who needed help or I had to be back sure, or, so, or sure. whatever it was, I probably would have tried it. I would have gone very, very slow and relied on the GPS, but I just did. And plus, who knows? There could have been a kayaker out there who got right. stuck in the same thing. You have no clue. You can't see that person. They can't see you. You run them over. It's just not worth it. See, you had um, an oblique moment. I did. I had a massive oblique moment, man. I'll never forget that. Well, 537 on the fan. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, something on the NBA last night because games are beyond. They're scrimmages, but games are being played. We see what it looks like now. We'll get to that, and then at 6 o'clock, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan. Alan Jericho, this is the new normal. Yeah, new normal is a 60-game baseball season, and that's what we've got starting tonight. Yankees and Nationals right here on the fan. They will start at about uh, 7.05, which is kind of cool. I think 7.08 is actually the first pitch. And then uh, Giants-Dodgers tonight as well. Just one thing, G, I know you got something. One thing real quick. 
Um, how about the fact that Pittsburgh said no to the Blue Jays, and this poor <laughs> this franchise has no quote unquote home field for this sixty games? From pretty wild, right? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a place that they can come up with. Yeah, Buffalo. Where? Yeah, I know, but they don't want to be there for whatever reason. Buffalo I don't know. wants it's, them. It, they don't want Buffalo. It's it's very strange. It seemed like Pittsburgh was ready to accept them, and it was something they were interested in, and then all of a sudden it fell apart. But I mean, we've got uh, like a couple of days <laughs> before you got to figure this thing out. So uh, absolute insanity for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and we'll see where they end up. But yeah, so I saw this story. It was a little bit sad to see because it was it was a radio story. It's a, a morning radio host who's had a lot of success. You know, Toucher and Rich in Boston. They used to be part of our company. They're not part of our company any longer, but they've had massive success up there. So Fred Toucher is one of the co-hosts, and he's going through a tough time in his life. And I guess they've been doing shows from home as well. And and he's he admit he talked about how he's going through a divorce on the air. And he just he start he started sounding like something was wrong, you know, with him. Where there's some words were being slurred, and then he just started going off the deep end a little bit and saying some stuff that was just a little bit nuts. And then his co-host was trying to help out and saying maybe we should go off the air together. Maybe we should not be on the air right now. And then finally he did get off the air, and now he's going to take some time to himself. And he also said in a uh, Instagram post that he's going to check himself in or next week he's going into a mental institution that's what he said and it was just seeing that happen and unfold on the air is just it's really sad because that's one thing that that I, I found and I've been doing this now for 10 years morning radio for for 10 years and you go through a lot of things in your life right I mean and you've been on the air much longer than I have and Boomer's been on the air longer than I have you go through things in your life and you work and you, you have the, the work ethic that we have. You don't want to take off, right? But but So you end up doing shows when lots of stuff is happening and then you got to try to keep it together. And then sometimes it just gets to the point where you can't keep it together and you end up having these moments like Fred Toucher had where his entire life he's unraveling on live radio. And it's interesting to people because we're just this gawker world who has to see these things and it's a reality show uh but really he should have never been in that position you know someone should have recognized that far long before that was allowed to happen so i just wanted to say i wish the best for him i know it seems like he's going through a really tough time he's had a ton of success as far as i know he's a great dude and I just hope that he gets well and he gets back soon because that was that was tough to hear. It, it, it really, really was. Mm-hmm. There's uh, nothing much good about that. I just hope he's okay. That sounds awful. Yeah. To be yeah, quiet. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not even. I mean, I've heard of the show. I'm not. I don't think I've ever heard it though, uh, or heard them. But yeah, that's uh, that's a shame. I mean, we've seen know, a lot of I'm, these stories too over these last few right. months. It's well, awful. yeah, there was that other. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're all home too. And we talk about this almost every day, like the the mental aspect of this. I mean, it's not easy, right? So uh, the the Mike Missinelli one that we had talked about where he was throwing his headphones and we laughed at that video and he had to take a couple of days off, uh, the guy in Philadelphia. Um, and then and this one as well. It's just, it's, you know, it's it's tough when like the, you know, the, the lights are on, you know, you're on live radio, the camera's on you, you got something going on and you just got to like put that aside to perform. And some days, you know, I mean, he's been doing that for a very long time, that show. 
And some days it just it's just too much. It's just too much to to handle. I mean, that's some of the most difficult stuff to do is like, you know, put that aside, whatever's going on, divorce, whatever other issues he's got. And then he's got to like, all right, I got to just put all of that in the back of my mind to do the show. That's not easy, man. There's just, nothing easy just, about it. Or when you have a sick child or, yeah, I mean, it's... Anything like that. Yeah, I mean, any major like issue. That. Yeah, right. And any sort of thing um, that is that, that takes priority. And I think, you know, the nature of... Because what we do is is not manual labor, you know, and we feel like we are very, very lucky to be doing this. You know, taking off, you know, you want to fight through it, right? You don't, You want to be there because uh, you feel like... Hey, I mean, I can I can get through this. I I, I want to be on the air. I just it's it, it's cathartic sometimes too, you know, when you go through things. But you know, it's like you, you don't want to take off because you don't want to seem weak in a way, right? Like I'll get through this. I'll do it all. I'll work, and then I'll just deal with these things. So I I don't blame anybody who's tried to get through it. But I think that's another one of these things that we got to recognize that you know, not just physically sick for people to take some time. But, you know, there's the, the, the mental part of it, too. You know, if somebody's going through a really tough time or they're unraveling, someone's got to recognize that, you know, in management over there and make sure that he doesn't say or do something on the air that's going to, you know, ruin the rest of his career. You know, he because it's like an athlete that wants to go out there and play through an injury, right? It's the same type of thing. Like, oh, I'm strong enough to get through this. Like, I'll – whatever it is. Like, I, I want to play. I'll, I'll play through this concussion. No, I mean, like, you, you shouldn't be doing that. And I think if a, if a talk show host is, is having, or anybody in the entertainment industry is having, you know, has to do live stuff and they are in a really dark mental place, that's that's the same type of thing. Someone's got to step in and be like, dude. Th- got to protect the person your- from the person. Right. You got to get yourself right here because it's, and that's, those things have to take precedent over over anything else, over you know, ratings and all those things. You got the the person's got to be taken care of. So, and that's the whole Kanye West thing too, with with Kardashian yes. now. I mean, they're that's right. what they're saying. I mean, who I don't know who to believe. I mean, he, certainly his behavior looks pretty crazy, and you see some of the videos, and then you know he's yelling at them, and then they're saying he's got bipolar disorder and he needs help. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, whether yeah. it's celebrities or not, it's a very sad situation. There's no doubt, no doubt, yeah. and that is bizarre. I mean, watching some of those because you brought that to to our attention the other day. Uh, with the tweets, and I've since seen the videos of you know the gatherings he was at and the things he was saying, and just the look in his eyes, clearly something not right. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, tough stuff, man. Not good, not good. Okay, this yeah. is great. No, so what? I'm sorry. I just Oof, thought it was uh, an interesting thing. It was an interesting thing to me. I could bring it up. Oh, well, well, for we're sure. Talking- We'll be talking plenty of sports I, I, uh, and other stuff. And or maybe stuff, you can but... bring up some vague inside story that you give no details about. Oh, that was interesting, too. <laughs> that was a good one. I did give a lot of details. I just didn't give the names. Oh, Eddie, you're funny. All right, one final break. When we come back, another uh, story or two. And then the Big Booms joins us at the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo right now at Radio.com. Sports Minute, though, with the great Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, Al is off. He will rejoin us on Monday. G in for Al and Boomer and Geo at 6. Opening day in baseball. Mets, yeah, rather Yankees Nationals tonight, followed by the Dodgers and Giants. Looking forward to a couple more things for you. Number one, the announcement coming later today in Seattle of their new hockey team, the team name. If there's a God G, they are the Seattle 
sockeye, sockeye of wildlife. Sa- sockeye used- semen. No. That's right. <laughs> the sockeyes, Eddie. Come on, man. And that was apparently the leader of the clubhouse at one point, wasn't it? The I sockeyes? think it was. I think they yeah. did a Twitter poll. Uh, the city did a Twitter poll, and they put up the four uh, nicknames that were in the running. And I believe the sockeyes or the sockeye salmons. I don't know what you would of call them. Last the sockeye used- semen. <laughs> Daddy, stop, dude. Come on. Um, I do believe when they did that, and they had like 2,500 votes uh, very quickly, I believe that was the leader in the clubhouse, which would really be cool. I mean, I feel like I have a bond with the Sockeyes now at (laughs) this point. Al got me the shirt, the Sockeye Cycling. Now I need some. I would even get the NHL gear. Yeah, yeah. You and the Sockeye Seaman, Salmon. Salmon. Yeah, it's the same. It's it's the same thing. I mean, do you, you know people still send me photos of sockeye salmon on sale? Yeah, I, I, I believe it. Trust like me, random, I be- but I still yeah. get it. And then yeah. the last thing: Did you buy any? Yes, actually, broadcast the Nets game last night. Yeah. Did I you turn it on at all? I did. Yeah. Did, I did. did you see poor Ian <laughs> sitting there at Barclays Center and the way yeah. they had it set up uh, with Michael O'Grady? I mean, it was unbelievable. It looked like they were on basically a roller rink. Yeah. And God bless them. It sounded good, but God, when they would pan to them, it looked hysterical. Well, I don't know if you saw any of the Denver Nuggets Zoom broadcast, which was one of the worst things ever. I saw some videos of this. It wasn't on, but I saw some videos of it. So what they did with the Yes broadcast was about 50,000 times better. Oh, it it looked and sounded good, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Oh, it was terrible, this Nuggets thing. They had five people on these crappy Zoom connections. One guy didn't mute himself. He was breathing the (laughs) entire time. It was awful. Just absolutely, they cannot do that again. They got to figure out a better way. It's it's terrible. It's like a basketball game is going on some sort of boring Zoom business meeting. Like when we have Chernoff's uh, go-to meeting. Like Yankees us- baseball ah! is and the ah! best. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.